Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, just wishing you all and yours uh, a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, uh, and uh, this uh, trying 2020 year. But uh, yeah, let's get right down to it. Uh, you know, it's Christmas morning. Just trying to uh, get some thoughts on uh, the slate ahead because we got NBA action and the surprising NFL game that got scheduled. Uh, instead of doing it Thursday, they decided to do it Friday, uh, compete against the NBA, I guess. But, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, just kind of running right down through it quickly, just cause, uh, don't, uh, want to dwell on too much, uh, today. Uh, you got an early game between Miami versus, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't like any portion of this game. Uh, to be honest, the Pelicans, uh, being coached by Stan Van Gundy, they're going to slow it down and, you know, Stan's going to try to have them slow down that pace and just be more of a three-point shooting team, uh, maximize some of the efficiency. So they're going to play with their big. So Zion Williamson, uh, they traded for Steven Adams. Uh, I just look at that as a kind of game where you're not going to see a ton of value from a DFS perspective. And on the Miami side, they're still kind of getting back through that finals run and being in the bubble. Uh, you know, they're going to be working out the Kings for a little while. I think Miami starts out slow this year because it's not as though they were this juggernaut. They played very good team defense, a lot of energy and effort. Uh, you know, I, it's hard to kind of bounce back quickly when you're built in that as a sort of mold. And and kind of going and, and going through it uh, from that perspective. So I, I just look at Miami as a team that uh, is going to take some time uh, to, uh, you know, re- realistically get their sea legs uh, back under them again. So uh, that that's the way I, I kind of view it. Um, uh, in my estimation, is just uh, uh, ge- uh, generally. You know, not much in the way of a game there. Uh, next up, uh, you got the Warriors and the Bucks. You know, <sighs> Golden State's not going to be very good. <laughs> and I and I kind of talked about this before. You know, the expectation that you're going to get something out of Andrew Wiggins, I just don't see it. I, I don't see it. And the Warriors are a very smart group of guys. Like, I don't want to overreact, but... I think you're going to see more games like that out of Andrew Wiggins than not uh, this year. And people are talking up this Christmas narrative that it's like, oh, everyone's eyes are going to be on him. He got embarrassed uh, opening night. He's going to come out, be much better. I, I, I don't know if folks have been paying attention to Andrew Wiggins' career, but, uh, you know, yeah, he's been able to hide under the radar, but it's not as though he wasn't on primetime before. He just doesn't play well against uh, good competition. I'm sorry. It's just it is, it is what it is. He's uh, basically ended up being a draft bust uh, with most of the other guys in that class. Uh, I mean, but 
if you're telling me, uh, do I like anything in this game? Not really, because I think the uh, Bucks blow out the Warriors. And the problem with that is the Bucks like rotating guys anyway. So if they get up big, you're going to see a lot of second unit minutes. So I'm not, I don't want to touch Giannis. I don't see a scenario where Golden State keeps that game close. And that's the only way the Bucks at their values pay off. Um, Dante DiVincenzo may be the only guy just because he, he may end up getting some run on the second unit, but I don't think he's going to get that much run on the second unit. And, you know, I just think it's a little bit too early in the year to be relying on guys in the second unit getting run uh, in, in playing minutes. I just, you know, there's just a lot to kind of sort through. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to uh, duck out of this game, too. And, you know, that kind of makes the choice a lot easier when you just got a five-game slate and you're limiting your exposure to three games. You know what? I can work with that because now I can start focusing in on the plays I want to do. So next up, we got the uh, uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, playing the Celtics. Uh, so it's the Kyrie revenge matchup against the Celtics. Why is it a revenge matchup? Because apparently Kyrie didn't appreciate getting booed by Boston and their fans. I don't understand it. it. Kyrie brought nothing to the table to the Celtics. Did not get nearly the amount of harassment as other guys have had with the Celtics. Yet somehow Kyrie was just put in a negative dark space. Whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, anywho, getting to the game itself. I like this game for a number of reasons, but uh, in terms of exposure, I think I'm going to have at least one of the uh, big three pieces in this between uh, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, or Jason Tatum on the Celtics. You know, one of these guys, and then you can start putting in some of the role players in there. You got the Jalen Browns in the world. You got Karis LeVert. You got, uh, uh, so those are uh, guys on both sides, uh, Jeff Teague. Uh, for the Nets, I mean, for the Celtics, is 4200 a great value on DraftKings. Uh, you're you're going to get value uh, uh, with uh, Teague on both uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, but uh, he's more of a play on uh, DraftKings at 4200 uh, uh It just seems like a misprice. Uh, and he's 5800 on FanDuel. Again, uh, great value there. I just look at this as like, you know, we should be able to get three to five players in this game and feel very comfortable with uh, the points production out of it. So I'm definitely going to be targeting this game quite a bit. This could be one of those games that can go into overtime as well. I That should be a very close game. Uh, I would not be shocked if we saw on the Millie Maker contest for DraftKings if uh, there was a concentration of players from this game uh, being in the winner. So uh, that that's just the way I uh, uh, feel about this matchup. Next up, we got the primetime matchup, Lakers-Mavs. Uh, here's the thing. We got a lot of injury news that we don't know between LeBron and Anthony Davis. Luka Doncic rolled his ankle last game, didn't look quite right. It, it, there's a lot of question marks. So this is one of those games where I want to hammer the Nets, uh, uh, the, uh, the the Nets Celtics game because I don't really know how much exposure I really want in this Mavericks Lakers game. Uh, so this is one of those where it's like a wait and see to see 
the actual lineups and folks to target. Uh, from a value guy, I do like Dennis Schroeder quite a bit on the Lakers. Just because the Lakers don't have that great of a bench, and when they need to run offense, Rondo's gone. So now that entire second unit time, all that goes to Dennis Schroeder. I love uh, Dennis Schroeder on this slate. The only guy I actually like on this slate. I don't know how many of the other guys that uh, uh, are going to be playing Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell together on the second unit for the Lakers. But to me, that's the way to attack this game. I don't really know how many pieces on Dallas I want outside of Luka. Uh, I mean, Maxi Kleeper's cheap, but cheap it, it isn't something that's going to necessarily move the needle to win a tournament. So that's something to bear in mind. Next up, and the final one, the late night hammer. This game, I will be on hard. Point blank. Between the Clippers, Nuggets. I believe you will need a combination of Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Kawhi, or Paul George. One of those four will be in the optimal. Don't know uh, uh, how to split. I don't know if you need multiple pairs, but you will need one of those four to be in the optimal for tournaments. This game has the potential, just like the Celtics uh, Nets game, to go crazy and bonkers. I think, it, you know, this is the one people are, it's late. People are going to be tuned out, zoned out with uh, five games of basketball in the NBA. It's late night. They're going to be kind of getting over. I think this is, you stack up that game. You you run back uh, with uh, some Lou Williams on the second team for the Clippers. I think you're set. I think if you have uh, three or f- uh, three to five pieces uh, between this game and the Celtics uh, Nets game, you're done. Yeah, like like I said, you can fade. You can be ultra aggressive and fade all the first three games and just load up on these last two and be in a golden spot. So that's where I gotta look at attacking uh, the slate in general. So that's what I got for NBA for the NFL matchup because again, we 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 got Friday football. Uh, you got Saints Vikings. Uh, everyone's going to be playing Kamara and Dalvin Cook, but we all know this. The key is who you're going to target uh, from a passing attack. I think this is a fade to quarterback spot because Drew Brees, you got major question marks about. Kirk Cousins, you can never rely on. So to me, I think you grab the pieces of Cook and Kamara. I think you could take both Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I don't think you have to uh, do an either-or situation. The, what you have to do, though, is get some budget players. So whether that's a Latavius Murray or you take a cheap wide receiver from the Saints like a Marquez Callaway or a Lil Jordan Humphrey. Lil Jordan, yes, Lil Jordan. Uh, you got some interesting name on the Saints. Uh, Tommy Lee Lewis. Uh, on the Saints as well, because you got no uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, uh, Traquan Smith uh, got injured last game. So you got a bunch of cheap receivers on the Saints. You run it back with some uh, Vikings wide receivers, and you can take your choice of whether you want Cook in the captain or Kamara in the captain, or if you go cheap and put Latavius Murray in the captain. I think all those are viable plays. So, uh, like I said, uh, 
those are my initial thoughts. I want to do a quick hitter because there's a lot to do for Christmas morning and uh, do uh, being well with family members. So I wish you all a, a Merry Christmas and enjoy the holidays. And uh, until next time, uh, have a good one, folks. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.